0: Hey guys, welcome to the Early 30 Strength Show. My name's Angus, I'm your host, and it's my job on this podcast to teach men what it is they need to do in order to feel younger, look better, and have more energy. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Cool bananas. All right, so today I'm just going to talk a little bit bit more practical side, so talking about Session structure, exercise selection, so um, how we structure our sessions um, and just some tips if you're training on your own, how hey, you should structure your own sessions, why we choose the exercises we do, et cetera, et cetera. So always starting with the quote, right? Though, So while all roads may lead to Rome, potholes plagues the way on many. So <clears throat> what that means is um, there's a lot of ways to get to the same destination, but they're not all the best route some are going to take you longer some are going to be faster some are going to be more efficient some are going to be um you know plagued with sort of drama or um injury etc cetera, etc cetera, if we're talking about a fitness sense all right so first of all if we get started common mistakes with uh with training and programming or going into a session right so first one is there's that whole sense of um no pain no gain right so people think if you're not hurting every single session, then it's not going to be an effective session. And we'll go into later why I've spoken about it before, but um, that's just not the reason right? you don't need to be flogging yourself every single, every single session. Second thing people think, you know, variety is a spice of life. Um, you see a lot of hit circuits are fairly popular at the moment. A lot of people sell their product on, you know, no more than you, you never get the same, same workout twice, which in my opinion, um, it's pretty, you know, you're never going to get good at something unless you're repetitively doing that thing. So while you do want some variety, you don't want variety with every single session. You want to make sure you have enough time to get good at something. <clears throat> um, too much of a good thing. I've got back up there, Hollywood. So <clears throat> this is mostly, you know, young guys, they start getting into the gym and they train what we call our Hollywood muscles. So the muscles I see in the mirror, so their chest, their biceps, they do that every single day and then they end up just being imbalanced, right? The ground shoulders, pecs are tight, arms are tight, end up with injury. Um, going too hard, too fast. So a lot of people don't want to do the groundwork. They just want to jump into a session and then just flog the hell out of themselves and end up just like lifting too heavy, moving too quickly. Don't know how to do the exercise properly. And then some will end up breaking, right? If you're broken, then you're never going to get a good result. Then on the flip side of that, we've got not hard enough, not fast enough, right? So people come in and a little bit too tentative and they're not willing to sort of, you know, they cut reps or... They always go for the easy option with the light weight. So if you're not giving your body a sufficient stimulus or a demand to change, then nothing's ever going to change. You're just going to plateau out there. Um, go, stop, go. So a lot of people do this, they, but this is kind of related to the last, to the number four, too hard, too fast. So they'll come in, they'll flog the hell out of themselves, and then they do two or three sessions, and they can't walk for two weeks. So stop going, and then they come back in, so they follow this like real yo-yo cycle, right? People do that with there nutrition with everything as well they try and to go too extreme rather than start making incremental um, changes um weights make you bulky so this is a common misconception a lot of uh, women we talk to coming into the gym they say oh i don't want to lift weights because i don't want to be bulky you're not going to get built like a man you're not going to look like a man um if you're lifting weights All right, so yeah, that's a common misconception. Um, girls don't have the, the hormone profile that we do. You're not going to build as much muscle mass. Lifting weights going to make you stronger, going to make you leaner. And another common misconception, people think cardio is better for fat loss, right? So while it's true, yes, that while you're actually going for a run, you're actively burning fat because you are in that energy system. Lifting weights long-term is going to be far better for uh, fat loss in terms of uh, you're building your muscle mass, your basal metabolic rate. It's going to have a much bigger impact, right? So that's just some common misconceptions we see um, in the when people are making their own sessions, right? Ooh. So some key principles, right? Um, that the we kind of implemented our training. I think people should implement in their own training. So strength training is the foundation of an effective program, right? So you can have you can have cardio, you can have yoga, you can have all of these other things but it needs to be built around a high quality um, strength training program that's designed to make you stronger, increase your nervous system's capacity, increase your mentally muscle mass you've got. Just going to make you more athletic, more capable as a human if you're focusing on strength training as your primary goal and then layering everything else around that. Um, that strength should also be developed progressively through a large range of motion. Okay. So, if your joint can move into a certain position, makes sense that we want to be able to strengthen through that position. So rather than just like always trying to max out the heavy weights, you want to gradually build your strength up through the largest range of motion. You're going to get a better result in terms of body composition, less likely to injure injure yourself, um, and same thing ties into the other strength training stuff. You know, you're going to be more athletic. You're going to you're going to have um, just get a better result. Consistency. Beats intensity. Okay, so this is our third training principle. Um, what that means again? I've kind of touched it already. Small incremental changes to your training are going to be far more sustainable long term and get you a better result down the track than trying to kill yourself every session. Trying to get your heart rate as high as you can. Trying to lift as high as you can. You're going to cook your nervous system. You're just going to burn the candle at both ends, and eventually you're going to burn out injure yourself lose motivation fall off right so consistency beats um, intensity we want to make sure we're in the sessions that we're getting the minimum effective dose all right so this ties back into what i said before with people not going hard enough not going slow enough and not going yeah you know, they're not going hard enough right so you need to choose a weight that is going to get an effect to make you get a little bit stronger but not to the point where there's um you're going backwards right so you're not burning yourself out. So consistently you want to turn up, try and get a little bit better each session each week and get that minimum effective dosage in each session and that's going to give you the result long-term. Get really good at a few exercises rather than terrible at a lot, okay? So yeah, you want to get good, again I touched on this with the, the high intensity training and not having the same session every single week you want to be doing the same things uh, more or less week in, week out and getting really, really good at those things, right? So I'm going to go through exercise selection later, but there's a there's a small amount that we choose and there's variety within that small amount, but getting really good at those things, you know, you get good at whatever what, what it is that you practice, right? So you, if you want to get really good at guitar, you don't go and practice trombone, right? You need to play guitar, right? If you want to get good at strength training, you've got to find the key movements, get really good at those things. Um, Have muscle-focused cardio. So, again, a lot of people in the high-intensity interval training world, the focus of the session is to just get the heart rate as high as you can. So you finish the session, you're you're gasping for air, no focus on form or technique or anything, right? Um, As I touched on, strength is going to be better for fat loss long-term anyway. So if you're focusing on muscle cardio, right, so doing high-volume squats at a lighter weight, uh, pushing sleds, heavy carries, these kinds of things that are focusing on building your nervous system's capacity, building strength. You're going to find that your heart rate elevates doing those things anyway, but you're also going to get the added benefit of more muscle growth, more strength, which long-term down the track, when we're doing this consistently is what's going to build you into um, a strong, robust athletic human being. Uh, And then nutrition's key, right? So you've all heard it before. You can't out-train a shitty diet. And yeah, it's true, right? You need to be focusing on eating the right things to support your training. So you need to be focusing on protein, you need to be focusing on fats, and you need to be using carbohydrates um, sparingly or how they're supposed to be used, okay? Uh, that is being around training time or around bedtime. Like I've touched on that in some other podcasts before, you can go back and listen to those if you need to. But yeah, protein, fats are should be the, the foundation of our nutrition and then using, uh, using carbohydrates where, where needed. Cool. So that's a little bit about our training principles and kind of what we've done when we've tried to create our program. So another thing, another good principle to think about is when you're thinking about what to do in the gym or you're trying to structure a session or you're trying to structure a week or a month or a whole program, a whole year, whatever it is, you want to think about building strength joint by joint from the ground up. Okay, so I've broken the body here into lower body, midsection, upper body. Right, makes sense if you've got any knee pain, or if if you're weak in your the bottom half of your body, which is like it's the foundation. That's the thing that carries you around. That's gonna that's gonna translate through the rest of your body, right? So you really want to build strength from the ground up in a joint by joint approach. So if we're looking at that, you want to start, um, you know, at the foot ankle complex around your calves. So you need to strengthen your calves. You need to strengthen the opposing muscles. So your tibialis anterior, the ones down the front of your shin, you need to strengthen the muscles all around your knees. So support, uh, strengthen up your quads, strengthen up your hamstrings, strengthening up your adductors as well, right? If you've got joint pain and you've not had an impact injury, it's generally speaking, it's going to be from weak and inactive muscles that support that joint. So we want to make sure we're building strength around the joints, and then you see joint pain start going away. When we look at the midsection, we focus on glutes, we focus on abs, your hip flexors, and your back. And when I say back, I mean like your lower back, your rect um, your erectors And then upper body, we've got your pecs, you've got your shoulders and your upper back muscles, you've got your biceps, your triceps, your forearms, and your grip. Right? So you'll see. If you've done Pegasus training before, or you've done one of our programs, you'll see um, we've chosen exercises that complement this philosophy of building strength from the ground up. That's why we do a lot of sled work. That's why we do a lot of step ups. That's why we do tibialis anterior raises, um, biceps, triceps, and then mixing in there like your squats, your deadlifts, your traditional powerlifting type training as well, right? Which um, we'll get onto in a second. Uh, so when it comes to exercise selection, this is kind of how, these are like our key, key exercises, right? So I don't know how many there is there. There's about maybe 20 to 30, maybe a little, yeah, about 30 probably. Um, so like we get really, really good at these exercises. When you find your variety um, within doing exercise, different exercises within these movement patterns. For example, first one of our staples of foundation is, um, Sled movements, right? You can mix a sled up by having a sled push, you can have a sled drag. Um, There's a bunch of different ways you can change the variety of all of these exercises. So you keep it fresh, you keep it interesting, but you're still doing the same movement pattern. So you're still practicing that consistency, getting really good at the same thing. So uh, we'll just run through them quickly. Our lower body selection exercises, um, this is keeping in mind that building strength from the ground up philosophy, right? So you start with your sleds, um, then you've got your Calf raises, your tip raises, so the back of your ankles, front of your front of your shin. You've got your step ups to hit your um your quads, Romanian deadlifts for your hamstrings. You've got your split squats, your Nordics, Jefferson curls, and seated good mornings. Okay, so they're all around like around that hip, adductor, glute, hamstring, sort of area, right? Um and then we're making sure we've got in there as well. Like, you know, when it comes to hamstrings, we talk about hinge exercises. You've got your Romanian deadlift, which is a hip dominant exercise. And then you've also got your Nordics, which is a hamstring exercise, which is a knee dominant exercise as well, right? So not only are we hitting the front and the back, we're also hitting different insertion points in, in the muscle as well to make sure we've got that structural balance and structural integrity. <laughs> Midsection exercises, our go tos are. Uh, jefferson curl seated good mornings for our back for our lower backs and our abductors um, seated good mornings you're also going to get really good at sort of bracing your 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 core and your midsection so when you're coming out of those it's going to make it more efficient when you're coming out of the squat coming out of those vulnerable positions with a heavy load on your back um, on our abs we've got leg raises and ab rollout suitcase carry and side bend so with the with your core you want to think of your core not just as as your your abs or your, um, your rectus abdominis, not just one straight up the knee, six-pack ones. You want to think about your body as like a like a cylinder, right? And you've got muscles all around it. And you want to make sure that you're hitting all of those areas and all of those movements so that you're getting balance throughout the midsection. All right, having a strong core is going to be essential for any sporting endeavours. Um, basically, just operating well as a human, right? If you've got a weak core, it's not switching on properly. You're going to be leaking energy. You're not going to be able to support your joints properly. You're going to end up getting sore back, knee pain. So you want to strengthen your core up to create stability throughout your body. Okay. One of the roles of the core is to, you know, talking about a sporting sense, right? So if you, you, you produce force in your hips, say take swinging a golf club, for example, right? Um, You produce a lot of force in your hips and if you've got a strong core, it transfers that energy through your midsection, through your upper body, out through the golf club, and then the ball goes further, right? If you don't have a strong core, you generate some power through your hips, but then the, the core is really weak, and then you're going to dissipate energy, and you're not going to get as much force production. So, yeah, core, super important. That's why everyone bangs on about it. Just got to remember, it's not just muscles in the front. It's a, it's a hole, right? Upper body. Upper body. Grip training, okay. So everything starts with your grip. You're only as strong as what you can hold. So if you can't hold something, then there's going to be a limiter on the strength that you've got. Um, also, grip is a really good indicator of your nervous nervous system um, output capacity, right? So if you can grip something really strong, it means your brain can produce a lot of um, electricity to go into the system and produce more force, right? It's a really good indicator. Grip strength is a, um, strongly correlated with um, Length of life, right? So people have got poor grip strength, low muscle mass, have a higher mortality rate than those who have high grip strength and more muscle mass. Um, arms, so we've got our bicep curl variations and tricep variations, like our French press, and then um, P bar push ups, right? So full range deficit push ups, getting that stretch through the pecs. Should have added in there some. Um, some inverted rows as well. So ring rows, anything that's the opposite of the push and the pull, right? So That's our upper body, upper body movements. And then we've also obviously got our compound lifts as well, which everyone loves, right? So like these are your big lifts. Compound lift is a lift that involves uh, two or more joints. So your squat, your hinge or your deadlift pattern, horizontal push, which is your bench press, push up, um, Horizontal pull, which is the opposite, which is like you rowing, your bent over row, any rowing movements. Then you've got vertical push, which is pushing anything above overhead. And then vertical pull, which is the opposite again, so like chin up variations, right? So as you can see, you can get a lot of, even though, you know, this is like, this is what they call your big six here, your squat, hinge, push, pull, right? So six exercises, but within those six exercises, you can get a very large amount of variety with your training, right? So you're constantly doing the same thing. So for squat, for example, you can do a back squat, then you can do a front squat, then you can do a zirka squat. You get good at each of those things for a couple of weeks, so you're keeping it fresh for your training. It keeps you interested, but you're still training that same movement, so you're going to get good at that same movement, right? Um, A lot of the – there was a lot of – the strength and conditioning world has been very focused on these big six exercises. but now there's starting to be a bit of a pushback to some of this, um, full range of motion bodybuilding type stuff as well. So you can sort of complete that picture, right? So yes, your compound lifts are going to be really good for getting you very strong, but if you're not doing any of this other stuff to strengthen the muscles that support all of your joints, then you are on the, on the road to injury. Right. Cool. And so, Typical session structure. Um, this is how I would structure a session. It doesn't have to be two hours long. You, know, you can get a good session done between 40 minutes and an hour, right? So first of all, first step is your circulation, right? So you want to make sure that you're warm. Uh, you want to get blood flow to the muscles or the areas of the body that you're planning on training, right? Blood delivers nutrients that you need. It takes waste away. Um, get everything nice and warm as well as part of the circulation right so you warm everything up get everything lubricated get ready five to ten minutes based off um what your training is going to be right so if you're going to be doing lower body we get into some sled work or some um legs only air bike um just something to get the blood flow into that area get ready and then even part of your circulation would be if you're going to do squats that day you do some lighter squats and ramp up to it so your warm-up is kind of the exercise that you're going to do as well then we're going to a strength block. So 15 to 20 minutes of strength. Um, just good quality focused work, right? We we work to the clock. Right? If you're working to the clock, there's no messing around. It's like you're doing a set every minute. Um, keeps you honest with your weights as well, right? So it's a really good way to um, get a whole bunch of good quality work in a short amount of time to keep it super efficient. Just, yeah, using the clock. But then you get either... So that was A series. B series, you'll have uh, your accessory, some accessory work, some range work and some grip work. So accessory work might be some arms, or some, um, some bicep curls or some French presses. Range would be something to do with upper body or lower body, so crossbench pullover or Jefferson curl, something that's building strength through a whole range of motion and then working on your grip. So something to do with grip, farmers' carries, hangs, um, crimp carries, there's a bunch of stuff you can do for your grip. Next part, C, 10 to 15 minutes this is going to be your skills or conditioning and ab work as well. Right. So skills, juggling handstands, they're like our two go-tos conditioning again, like I said, muscle focus. So you're going to be thinking like uh, low weight, high volume squats, sled pushes, um, something that's going to get like a muscle pump as well as getting the heart rate up as, as well. Right. Uh, heavy carries, that kind of thing. And then you're going to get some ab work in either um lower ab, upper ab, bracing, whatever it might be. Then at the end of the session, you always want to finish with some down regulation, right? So we we always finish our sessions with five minutes of box breathing. So box breathing is a technique, um, helps get you back into a parasympathetic state or your rest and digest state, okay? So it's going to help stop that um, production of cortisol and get you back into that recovery mode. So all box breathing is, is like four or five seconds breathing in, big, deep breath using your diaphragm. What it actually does is stimulates. There's a nerve in your brain called your vagus nerve, which is connected to your nervous system, in particular your parasympathetic nervous system. And you can stimulate the vagus nerve through breathing. And what that does is helps bring you back down out of the fight and flight response, back down into rest and digest. So super important because exercise is a stressor as well. So we want to make sure we're doing the work to bring us back down out of that stress state so that we're not constantly in that stress state like um, today's world kind of throws at us, right? You know, you see bad news, stress response, have a shitty day at work, someone cuts you off in traffic, all of these things uh, stimulate your stress response. So you need to do the work to bring it back down That's a breathing, meditation, that kind of thing come in. Uh, cool. So what does a good program need, right? so it needs consistency so that you're getting good at that thing right so you don't want to be changing your workout every single session or you don't want to be changing the the main parts of your workout every single session right you want to be focusing on getting really really good at the basics which is like you know your big lifts squat hinge push pull basically a couple of others in there as well but you you do want consistency, but you also want variety, right? Because if you would just know when you're going into the same squat workout every single day, you're going to die of boredom and it's not going to keep you engaged for very long. So you do need variety in these sessions as well. And That's where you're going to mix up um, your your accessory work or your skills or something like that. You need to have room for improvement. Or you need to be improving right you need to have constant feedback that like you are getting better so your numbers are going up or your push-ups are going up or you're getting fitter just something that's going to keep you engaged and keep you coming back and then you need balance as well so you don't need you don't have too much of the the one thing right you don't want to be coming in and like always be doing uh, squats every session right and that's kind of why we recommend you know with consistency being key like movement fitness should be a daily part of your lifestyle right so yeah, you don't want to be, you know, if you come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the gym, you don't want to be constantly doing those um, same things every single day. You need to have that, um, have that balance between, between muscle groups. Cool. And so based off, um, this is just a bit of a look of our, our next training block we've got coming up, right? So this is how we've kind of met these, these sort of measures, right? So, you know, for consistency. So up the top here, you'll see we've got our, uh, sorry, here, these are our, our main lifts, right? So these these don't change each week, like right? They stay the same um, so that we're constantly getting good at those things, right? So that's where we, that's where the consistency comes in, right? You, Monday, you know you're going to be on squat day for this block. Tuesday, you know you're going to be doing vertical push-pull. Uh, Thursday, you know you're going to be doing hinge. And Friday, you know you're going to be doing horizontal push-pull, right? So you're going to get really, really good at those things. Uh, the variety comes in with, like, you know, within those movements, you can change... know from squat to front squat right so you're going to get some variety there but when we come down into the accessory and skill work right there's going to be um they change every couple of weeks or weekly so the sessions are going to keep you engaged you're going to be constantly learning something new but still having that that consistency uh there's going to need to be room for improvement right so like each week we're going to be like obviously we're going to be tracking everything Moving forward, setting targets, and then it's like having that, that feedback from the metrics that you know that you're you're moving forward. And then obviously, you don't want to plateau as well. So, we'll be, you know, the, in the next block, we'll be switching the days around. So, you're not constantly doing, um, you know, squats on a Monday. And then you need balance as well, right? Um, so, you'll see here at the start of the week, we've got our intensities. This is where we're going to be doing like our heavier lifting. At the end of the week, this is we've got a volume. So, this is where we're going to be doing our higher volume lifting so not quite as heavy so there's going to be a balance between um strength and volume or intensity and volume and then there's if you look at the program there's a balance between you know we've got a couple of days a week of grip you're hitting your arm biceps your triceps we've developed a program so you're hitting all um all areas of the body all muscle groups all movement patterns so that we're not leaving anything out basically So that's kind of like how we've met all of those things, like consistency, variety, room for improvement, balance, which are like our our, um, key sort of principles. Uh, Key take-homes with all of this, right? So a bit of information coming at you today, but key things to take home are that consistency is key. Daily movement is the goal. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to come into the gym and flog the shit out of yourself every day. It just means you should be training at a level that it's enjoyable to do so you know you can come in for an hour each day you get your heart rate up a little bit, you make a little bit of progress, but you can come back again the next day and do it. We don't want to be at the point where you can't walk for three weeks. And then, you know, that's where a bit of auto regulation comes in as well. Checking the ego, making sure that we are pushing ourselves enough, but not too much. Uh, Your biggest results come from the least amount of movements. So yeah, you don't have to be doing a hundred different exercises poorly and changing it every week. Get really, really good at the basics. Get, Learn your squat technique and uh, learn your deadlift technique. Learn all your technique and just practice those things, right? You want to think about your training as as practice, right? You get good at what you practice, so practice being good at those key exercises that we know work, that are going to get you stronger. They're going to help you build lean muscle. They're going to make you more mobile. They're going to make your joints not hurt. (laughs) Um, Get really, really good at those things and do them consistently, and then you're going to find results, right? And find variety within the constraints of that consistency. So, yeah, different movements. Um, You know, you might change the grip up on a lift. You might change the variety of the lift, whatever it is, right? Just small changes. You might change the tempo. You might change the volume. Um, There's a bunch of different ways you can find variety, but still keep that consistency with your training. All right, and then walk before you can run, right? There's a, each of those movements that we've chosen We've chosen them because they work and because there is a progression or a regression for each of the exercises. So no matter what level you're at, you can do some form of that exercise. Like you can pull it back to a level that's suitable for you in your current situation, whether that's for injuries or whatever it is, right? But it's just like making sure that you're patient with it, you tick the boxes and you don't try and jump ahead and like you don't try and push too far uh, forward. A lot of people, I think do that, they get a bit impatient, they come in, they want to lift the heavyweight, they want to do the, the athletic side of things, but they don't, they can't touch their toes yet, right, so you, you need to follow the path, tick the boxes, and um, you know, earn the right to do those complex lifts, or the heavier lifts, or earn, learn, earn the right to lift the heavyweight, right, and it's not just the, it's not just the fitness side of things, right, I spoke about it in a podcast the other week as well, but you know, you've got your, there's the movement side of things, and there's the mental side of things, and the spiritual side of things, there's nutrition side of things, there's a whole lot going on there. This is a little piece of the puzzle and you need to get all of that stuff in sync. If you want to move forward, not be injured, not be anxious, not be um, living in a body that doesn't do the things that you want it to do.